Well, tonight, I want to share with you a message about how to know the will of God. It's kind of a big subject, and sometimes it seems really complicated, but I think we can make it a little simpler, at least, with some principles, clear principles from the Scripture. You know, we want to know the will of God because, well, His will is always best. Sometimes it may be difficult, you know, it's not always easy, but it always turns out good. He is a good God, and He's for us. And His will is good. You know, when we think of the will of God, we, need, we just need to remember that He loves us. We can trust Him with our lives. And that means His will is always good. He's going to bring us into greater blessings if we'll just trust Him. His will will bring us into greater peace and joy in our life. His will is going to bring us into greater fulfillment and satisfaction in our life. We we just need to believe that God actually has our very best interest in mind. Now, you see, sometimes we struggle with this. We we you know, people kind of get this negative mindset about the will of God, you know, it's like, well, I you know, I want to do God's will, but Man, I, I don't want God to send me to Africa. You know, I don't want God to make me do this. I mean, I don't want God to tell me I got to marry somebody ugly. You know what I mean? I don't want God. I just want to, I just want to tell you something. If God sends you to Africa, he will help you. He will give you a desire to want to be there. You know how I know that? Because I have never heard a mission, and maybe you have, maybe there is some, I don't know, but I'm telling you from my experience, I I have never heard a missionary say, I don't want to go, but God's making me go. I never, when they come home, because they have to come home to raise money, I've never heard one say, I'm so glad to be here. I just want to be here as long as I can. I don't want to go back, but you know he's going to make me go. You know what they always say? We want to raise money quick because we want to get back. We can't wait to be back over there where God called us to go. See, I'm just trying to tell you, see, we need to get rid of those negative mindsets about the, the will of God. Like, oh, it's, it's going to be hard. It's, sometimes it is hard. Sometimes it is difficult, but it always turns out great. In the end, it's always best. Sometimes I think the will of God seems real elusive to us, but just remember this, He wants us to be in His will. Even more than we want to be in His will. So He's not hiding His will from us. But how can we know for sure what the will of God is? We're going to go to Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And there's some very powerful principles here. I think that it really settles a whole lot of the questions and the issues that we deal with when we want to know the will of God. Again, I'm going to say this is not easy, but the principles here are clear and in a way... They're simple. We may not like to hear them, though. So here we go. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. 
holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, we just start off here with this fanatical kind of Christianity. Present your body as a living sacrifice. I mean, you know, for the world and for a lot of religious people in our culture, you know, and including a bunch of those that say, I'm not religious, I'm just spiritual. Red flags go off right here because present your body as a living sacrifice? Whoa, wait a minute. Well, let's go ahead and read the next verse. He says, oh, he says, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. We'll come back to that, but... Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, I want to explain the word prove here. It doesn't mean prove like you're going to prove something in a courtroom. It's talking about proving like when they uh, tried metal in a fire. They proved it through the fire. In other words, when they wanted pure gold, they put it through the fire and the uh, it would separate from all the other metals. And you see, when we do this, when we present our bodies as a living sacrifice and we refuse to be like the world, but we renew our minds, something happens as we begin to separate out the will of God from all of the dross, from all of the philosophies, the attitudes, the mindsets of this world that's around us all the time. Why is it so hard sometimes to know the will of God? Our minds are so filled with the teachings, the ideas, the philosophies of the world. We hear it, we see it all the time. It comes at us through modern media all the time. But the Word of God, as we renew our mind with the Word of God, all of a sudden it starts proving the will of God. It starts purifying it, separating it out from all of that other stuff. See, all the carnal thoughts, all the religion of man and the philosophies, the ideas of the world. And then there's also the deceptions of our adversary. He is a master deceiver and Satan is always trying to deceive us. And he's a master at it. He doesn't show up and go, hey, stupid, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get you to do this so it'll mess up your life. He doesn't do that. No, the Bible says he masquerades as an angel of light. And I think for a lot of Christians, it even plays off like this. They actually think that this is the will of God. They've been deceived I mean, anybody ever watched somebody else doing something really stupid and they were convinced it was God's will? I mean, you know, they're just sure that this girl or this guy is the right one and you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no. But they think they're doing the will of God. He's a master deceiver. You see, it's so important that we learn to discern the will of God, to truly know the will of God. He said, 
present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I want to get this in. It's your reasonable service. It's the reasonable thing to do when you consider what he has already done for us. Why, it's just the reasonable service. It's the reasonable thing to do is to present your body as a living sacrifice. But to really know the will of God, we first have to come to a place of absolute surrender. You got to get to the place where you're willing to turn everything over to Him. Now, I don't want, I, I want to clarify here. Just don't want anybody to hit a stumbling block here. Yes, there are some things that are real obvious and hopefully all of us understand about the will of God, but I'm just telling you that a whole lot of the will of God will remain a mystery to you if you are not willing to come to that place where you really present your body as a living sacrifice. That you just say, Lord, here's my life. Yeah, I used to hear people do some teaching about the name of Jesus, the authority of the name of Jesus, and they would say, God's given you a blank check with his name on it. That is hogwash. But let me tell you what is right. You see, when Jesus is truly the Lord of your life, you sign a blank check and you hand it to him. And he, can, he can do whatever he wants. Absolute surrender. You want to know the will of God? You got to start with this, that you're willing to trust Him with your life. You know, Ephesians 6, 6 says that we're to do the will of God from the heart. You just got to make a heart choice that you're, you're going to do God's will no matter what it is. Trust Him. You know, when I was a little kid, um, my granddad had retired from working for Sun Oil Company for 40 years, and he had several different jobs until you know, he was just older and older, and he finally you know, couldn't find anybody that'd hire him as old as he was. But there was a time when he was driving a van, doing delivery to all these different shops, and, and uh, he, a few times he took me with him, and you know, he just said, you want to go? And I was like, yeah. And you know what? I didn't ever ask him, now, Granddad, where are we going? What are we going to be doing? You know, I'll decide if I want to go and you tell me where we're going and what we're going to be doing. I didn't care. I got to be with my granddad. I didn't care what we were doing. I trusted him. Why in the world don't we have that attitude towards our Lord? I don't care. I don't care where you take me. Anywhere, anywhere you want me to go, whatever you want, I'm in. I just want to be with you. Why can't we trust our God that way? Well, wait a minute now. Tell me, tell me what your will is and I'll see. I'll let you know. Shouldn't be so hard to surrender to the Lord. I think, I think that people that don't surrender to the Lord, they just don't really know him. Because if you know him, you know that you can trust him with everything. You can surrender to him without reservation. You know, it's one of those things, you know, people approach the Bible this way. It's kind of the same thing. People approach the will of God 
this way. It's this cafeteria style. You know, you take the parts you like and leave the parts you don't. I mean, if that preacher, if he starts talking about tithing, talk to the hand, preacher. I I ain't hearing that. And we just kind of pick and choose the parts of the Bible that we that we like and we want to hear. And we you see, they're very closely related. You're going to see this in the rest of the message. But we do that with the will of God. We pick and choose. We say, okay, I'm drawing a line here now. You know, this over here, yeah, that's cool. I can do that. But this over here, uh-uh, no, that's it. There's no cafeteria style to knowing the will of God. If you want to know the will of God, you got to surrender to Him. Not, well, you know, if I knew the will of God, then I could decide. I know most people don't actually say this to the Lord. You know, Lord, tell me your will and I'll let you know if I want to do it. They don't say that. But here's the thing. He knows our hearts. And sometimes, you know, we can kid ourselves, fool ourselves. You know, we're saying, oh, sure, I'll do it, whatever he wants. But really, will you really? you got to come to a place of absolute surrender because the will of God is good. It's really, it's really what we want, but sometimes on the front end, it looks hard. It can be difficult, really difficult but we just got to trust Him and do what He wants. You know, the Lord Jesus was fully God. He was also fully man. And He felt, the Bible says, He felt the things that we feel. He went through all the things we go through, and yet He was without sin. But there were times when the will of God was difficult for Him, and yet He fulfilled the will of God in His life because he, he was totally surrendered to that. Ma- Matthew 26, 39, he says, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And this is why, you see, it's verses like this is why a lot of people are afraid to totally surrender to the Father's will. Jesus did it. I want to tell you, it turned out really good. Yes, for us and for him. Because the Father has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven and on earth and under the earth will bow and confess that he is Lord. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I just want you to know it turned out good for him. And he knew, you see, it was for the joy that was set before him that he endured the cross. It's Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus. See, we look to Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And yes, there's going to be times when we have to deny ourselves, take up our cross. The Bible says we do it daily. Take up what God wants and follow Him. Yes, sometimes the cross is hard. But it's always so worth it. 
I've never, you know, I talked about the missionaries. I've actually never talked to a really sincere, on-fire Christian who gave God their all that said, you know what, I just went all out for God and live for God every day and serve the Lord with the whole heart. And man, I just really regret it now. I've never met that person. Why? Because of the joys and the victories and the blessings that God brings us through to when we just surrender to him and just, I'm going to do your will, whatever it is, God. Whatever it is, I'm willing to do your will. No matter what the cost, you know. But Lord, I'm praying about this job. But wait a minute, I just found out it's going to be a pay cut. That can't be God's will because, you know, God wants to bless me. Okay. 16 years ago, I called this kid. I said, why don't you come be our youth pastor? I knew, I knew that God was dealing with him. Why don't you come be our youth pastor? Why don't you just come be our youth pastor? Finally, he did. He's been here almost 16 years. He's a great young man of God. God has used him mightily. But I want you to know something. When he came here, I said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to take a $10,000 a year pay cut. He was a band director in Houston. Best band in the state at that time. You have to take a $10,000 a year pay cut. I can tell you, you don't have to ask him. He doesn't regret it at all. And the Lord has blessed him with fruitful ministry, and he long ago surpassed that $10,000 a year pay cut. Mm -hmm. So whatever the Lord asks of you, you can trust him. And he'll bring you into greater blessings again and again. He'll supply all your need. I tell you, when we do our thing, what we think, it leaves the door open for the enemy to come in and steal, kill, and destroy. We just want to stay right in the middle of the will of God. I'm kind of picking on this a little bit tonight, so if you're single, just bear with me. Maybe you need it. See, This is why I get in trouble with people. You know, the good-looking guy or girl comes along and you know that they're not really the kind of person that God would have for you, but somehow in your mind you just kind of justify it instead of surrendering to the will of God. You know, you just, it, it must be God's will, you know. Maybe I'm supposed to witness to them. Okay. Yeah, you're supposed to witness to them, but... I want to tell you, you want to win somebody to the Lord, the best way to do that is not get dating relationships involved in it. I'm preaching good right now. But I just want to say, you know, when when we talk about surrendering to, to the will of God, sometimes it just sounds hard, like God's making us do stuff we don't want to do, won't let me have fun. It's just simply a matter of faith that we're trusting the one that knows the beginning and the end. I mean... Our knowledge is so finite. He knows how it's all going to turn out. Why would we not trust him? 
He has the power to cause it to work together for our good. Why would we not trust him instead of what I want? Spent a lot of time talking about surrendering, absolute surrender. Because if we don't get that right, the rest of it is always going to be a struggle. That's the most important part. Our unwillingness will always keep us from being able to discern his will. Back to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, my what I'm my message tonight, what I'm teaching tonight, I'm not gonna get into what's the good and acceptable and perfect. I just want you to understand. I just want you to get a hold of this, how we can know the will of God. But he says, to renew your mind that you may... Now, that's how we're transformed, right? But then he goes on and he says that you may prove the will of God. You see, the key here is is that we renew our minds. It's this process that really we should continue to do throughout our life as a Christian that we just keep renewing our minds. And the only thing that will renew your mind is the Word of God. Listen, you can't renew your mind with some positive... I don't care, Dr. So-and-so said, I don't care how good it sounds, the only thing that will really renew your mind and transform your life, see, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The only thing that will transform your life like that is the Word of God. It has life-changing power in it. And so you renew your mind with the Word of God. And the more that you do that, the the easier it becomes for you to see, for you to be able to prove the will of God. Now, I talked about this this past Sunday morning, and I don't like to repeat stuff a whole lot, but you know what? I just decided this needs to be said again. So I want to read Hebrews 4.12 to you. It says, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It divides between soul and spirit. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotion. Your spirit is that part of you that is born of God. We as the children of God are supposed to be led of the spirit of God. But most believers live their life, base their decisions on their soul, their mind, will, and emotions. And you see, it is the Word of God that divides between the two. You want to know the will of God? You need to know the Word of God so that you can make the choice to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you instead of just deciding by what you feel. Well, I think this, and you know, I kind of feel how much better to know. You know, I just never really heard a better way to say it. Maybe you got a, a really good way to say it, but I've never really learned a better way to say it than, you know, how, how did you know this was God's will? You know. 
I mean, I don't mean you think or you feel. I mean, you know. You know, when, when I knew that Carmen was the one, I didn't hear a voice or nothing. No writing on the wall. None of that. I didn't have a vision, a dream, none of that. I just knew. About three months before I met her, I had been dating this girl. She thought we were supposed to get married. I just couldn't get a piece about that. But the church where I was serving as youth pastor, the several ministers, wasn't just the pastor there, there was a visiting evangelist and the pastor's wives and minister's wives, they all got in a circle. They're praying for me that I would just, you know, get rid of this cold feet. You know, it's just fear. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you, when you know, you know. And all that I think and I feel, listen, it's got to be the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit that leads and guides you and shows you. Some of you are thinking, oh, but I got married with cold feet. Listen, you in the will of God now. <laughs> Jesus, help me. You can't know the will of God when you don't renew your mind. And I clarify, yes, there's some things you know. But there's so many things that you can't know unless you renew your mind with the Word of God. You can't ever separate the will of God from the Word of God. See, His will always, 100% of the time, lines up with His Word. He's not schizophrenic. He's not confused. His will always lines up with His Word. Now, if you really want to know the will of God, then you need to look to the Word of God. You need to renew your mind with the Word of God. People say, oh, I want to know God's will so bad. Oh, if I just knew His will. I want to know His will so bad. Here you go. This is the written will of God. Every bit of this is His will. Now, you know, don't talk to me right now about Leviticus and the ceremonial law. See, people always want to play games. The, the problem that people have with the Bible is not the parts they don't understand. It's the parts they do understand. And that's, I just want to get at this with you because, you see, if we know the Bible, are we willing to do the parts we know? No, no excuses, no playing games. You know, no, well, you know, but I'm under grace. God understands if I don't obey and if I don't do this, if I don't do that. Absolute surrender. See, we got to come back to this again. But this book reveals the will of God to us. Now, I know you say, well, there's specifics though. Yes. Here's the issue. Why would God reveal specifics to us? if we won't obey the will that we already know, the things that are so clear in His Word. 
And I, I'm going to call it details, although that probably will bother people when I'm talking about changing jobs and who you marry and buying a house. Those details, okay, we'll call them specifics. Maybe that goes down easier. But I'm just telling you that we got to get to the place where we see this as the will of God and we do the will of God that we know. And it's amazing how the rest of it falls into place. The specifics aren't hard when we do the will of God that we know. Now, I want you to see that you just can't separate the will of God from the Word of God. Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him one day, but they couldn't get him get to him because of the crowd. So the people told him that your mother and brothers want to see you. And here's Matthew's account. It's Matthew 12, 50. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And here's Luke's account, Luke 8, 21. But he answered and said to them, my mother and brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Matthew records it as those that do the will of God. And in Luke, he records it as those who do the... Did I get it backwards? No, do the word of God. Do the will of God. Do the word of God. Two accounts of the same event. I just want you to understand this talking about the same thing. When you do the word of God, you're doing the will of God. When you do the will of God, you're doing the word of God. So when we renew our minds with the word of God, oh, how it helps us to be able to prove What is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God? You know, as we meditate the Word and we renew our minds with it, we learn His ways. We learn the way He thinks about things, the way He he prioritizes things. See, the Word of God, it reveals the will of God. And... We just need to see it that way. I think it would help people to have more of a desire for the Word of God if they just realize how much it is God directing their life into His will. You know, He said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. We're supposed to live a radically different life from this world. And yet, most Christians, their life is barely different at all. It's supposed to be radically different. And you see, that happens. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you see, we get get a long ways into learning and knowing the will of God when we just renew our mind with the word of God and it changes us from the inside out. It helps us to live in the will of God all the time. If we renew our minds, I'm telling you, it will transform your life and you'll walk in the written will of God, and those details, they're going to fall into place. People say, I'll do whatever God wants me to do. Here you go. Sorry, my mind is going... I appreciate my brothers who encouraged me before the service tonight. As I just, I just tend to tell it like it is. 
and it, you know, some people don't like it. So, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, amen, brother. But I just want to tell you, we got to walk in the light that we've been given, and then God gives us more light. You see, we walk in the truth, we walk in the word, we walk in the will of God that we already know, and God will reveal more to us. God always deals with us progressively that way. The one who has, more will be given. That's what Jesus says. And so we walk in the truth that we have. We walk in the will of God that we know. This is the way he so often leads us. And when you're driving your car, your headlights at at night, your headlights are shining down the road. Well, they only go so far, although, man, it's gotten crazy nowadays. They're like spotlights, you know. But, But still, they only go so far. Right? Now, when you get a half a mile down the road, guess what? You can see further now. You can see the next quarter mile or whatever. And most of the time, that's the way the Lord leads us. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. He shows you your next step. He'll give you the details. It's not even a hard thing. When you're doing the will of God in your life, you get to that detail and and all of a sudden you're just taking that next step. It's not a hard thing. You see it real clearly. Now, God can reveal something to you that's going to happen 12 years later, 13 years later, you know, like he did to Joseph. He showed, had him uh, in those dreams. He showed him the visions and he knew that he was going to be raised up in authority. And Abraham knew that he was going to have descendants as the stars in the sky. Yes, God can show you things like that. But you need to understand, he's still going to lead you a step at a time to get there. So one of the things that I think keeps a lot of people from getting where they want to be in ministry is, you know, God wants me to be a pastor. God wants me to be a great evangelist. God wants me to do this. God wants me to do that. But then they won't even be faithful in teaching a preschool class or leading a small group or coming to prayer. Oh, y'all don't get quiet right now. I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about somebody else. Right? But you see, most of the time, God leads us that way just a step at a time, and he shows us what we're supposed to do next. Now, I want you to understand this before I I say this. All of the Word of God, it reveals the will of God to us. And so whatever He commands us, whatever He says to us, I mean, when, when Jesus says, forgive, that's His will. I mean, you might pray about it, but pray about it to see it happen in your life Don't pray about whether or not it's God's will. It's God's will. So all of the word of God speaks to us of the will of God that way. There's a couple of passages I want to look at tonight, just real briefly, just to give you some examples. They're both from Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians. In fact, A.J. preached a great message on this first passage just a few weeks back. It's uh, Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. I won't take long here, but it says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, ceasing in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is God's will. Don't be conformed to the world. Don't act like the world. 
We don't grumble and complain. You want to know the will of God? Stop grappling and complaining. That's the will of God. And that will keep you from other things that are the will of God. But when you give thanks in everything, you see you're walking in the will of God, you're going to find answers. You're going to find what the will of God is for you in the details and specifics of life. You know, sometimes it might be hard. I mean, when you're driving a clunker, you're broke down on the side of the road, it's hard to give thanks. It's easy to gripe and complain. See, just because you got born again and, you know, you're filled with the Spirit, it doesn't mean it's all going to be easy. But I just want you to understand, you see, you make a choice to give thanks in that situation instead of being a griper and a complainer. It's the will of God for you to give thanks and rejoice in everything. Here's another one from Thessalonians. This one kind of goes along with a little bit of my message Sunday. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5, he says, This is the will of God. You want to know the will of God? Here it is, your sanctification. It is God's will for you to live a holy life. That's His will. That you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passionate lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. Two people living, in, living together. They want to know if it's God's will. Been living together for weeks, months, years. They want to know, is it God's will for us to get married? Well, here's what I know. It's God's will for you to either stop living together or get married. That much I know. It's not God's will for you to keep living together, not married. No, it's His will for us to be sanctified, to live a holy life. And none of us has arrived. I know none of us is perfect. I'm not throwing stones at anybody, but I'm just telling you that, you see, we need to be sincere and honest with ourselves about this. If we really want to know the will of God, then we need to live in the will of God that we already know. And here's the powerful thing about this. You see, when we know the will of God, then we can pray the will of God. And that is so powerful because then we're not asking God to do things that, well, we don't know if it's His will. That's why people pray, maybe he will, maybe he won't. We just don't know. That is a faithless prayer. You're wasting your breath. He answers prayers prayed in faith. But when you know it's his will, oh, you can pray in faith. Jesus taught us to pray this way. This is not just some religious ritual prayer. Jesus didn't ever teach just ritual. He says, pray this way. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is a false teaching that God's going to do what he wants to do no matter what we do. No, he has chosen, the sovereign God of the universe has chosen to work this way that we pray and he brings his will. That's why he taught us to pray this way. Your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. And it's so powerful because when we pray that way, we're not asking God, hey God, do what I want. We're asking God to do what he already wants to do. See, we can pray powerfully. That's why 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. We know we have the petitions that we've asked of him. Confidence. See, we can pray with such confidence. I'm praying according to the will of God. I want to know the will of God. How about you? More and more and more. I want to know the will of God. You know, our prayers just take on a whole different level of faith when we're praying according to His will. If we really believe, when we pray, I mean, if we really believe it's God's will to heal, then we're praying in faith. If we really believe it's God's will to bless with provision, we can pray in faith when we ask for that. See, whatever it is, we can pray in faith. We have this confidence because we know His will. That's why it's so important that we learn to prove that good, acceptable, perfect will of God every day in our lives. That We live it out, walk it out in our lives. Stand with me. We're going to pray.